We all just should remember that clearly you can lose anything at any time and we should be grateful for everything all the time. This is the Telecom Electronic Beats Podcast, the podcast for music, culture, and the new now. Hello, and welcome to the Telecom Electronic Beats Podcast. My name is Lindy Delight, and today we have a very special show. We are sitting with Billie Eilish. So hello, Billy. Welcome to the Telecom Electronic Beats podcast. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Me too. It's so good to, to meet you. Thanks for having me. So a lot has happened over these past couple of years. You know, you released your second studio album, Happier Than Ever. Your sold out arena tour has begun and you won an Oscar. How are you feeling? I am feeling good. Thank you for asking. I am... Uh... I don't know. I, I can't really complain right now. It's it's I feel like like, you know, again, like you just said, the last few years have been nuts. I mean, even before <laughs> COVID and then involving COVID, it's just been like such a roller coaster. And I feel like it's it's been it's been really good lately. I feel very I don't know. I just it's been it's been a good it's been a good it's been, we've been in a good zone in the last um couple of months. So I'm I'm in a good place. How are you doing? Great. Good zones are good zones are good. <laughs> so during 2020 and 2021, you know, did you use that time for, you know, exploring your creativity a bit more in a more focused way? Like were you able to like deep dive dive deeper into your thoughts and your creativity or was there not much difference? Um you know, 2020 was like the most, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I did more than I've like ever done in that year, which is, which is weird because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't even leaving the house cause it was, you know, quarantine, but we were making the album. And I guess what I mean is like internally it did mo more than I had done ever. <laughs> like all I did all of 2020 is just like, reflect on myself and my life and like you know because my life for for four years had been just going and going and going and I didn't really ever have like a time to to like look back at it and think anything of it mm -hmm. and um you know when COVID happened it was horrible of course but also it it made it so that you kind of had to just sit still and like think about your life and I could think about my past and think about things that happened and like you know, kind of actually see them uh, realistically for for the first time ever and like think about my life in a different way and, you know, be more grateful for things. And and then it, it led to so much creativity and we made all of um, my album happier than ever in that time. And that was, cr I mean, that was amazing. That's something you don't get to do. I mean, there's never ever been something like that. And I don't know if there ever will be again, where you have that time to, to be, you know, creative in that, like with that freedom, you know what I mean? Unless you go like, Hey guys, I'm not, I'm not leaving my house for a year and a half. <laughs> which is crazy. So I guess we kind of needed it, I guess. This downtime. Kind of. I think I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and how did you stay connected like with your fans, but also how do you stay connected with your friends? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like the, the worst part for me was just you know it, it was it was really difficult because you you know 
the thing that I uh, like hold so dearly to me is my relationship with the fans. And, and I really, when I think about what I just said, like I think in like in person and the moments that I get with them and when I can talk to them and see them and hold them and like hug them and like be close to them. And that's what means a lot to me and see their faces in real life. And, you know, social media just isn't enough of that. Like that's just, I get it. you know, nobody's really real on social media. It's all kind of a, a fake version of everyone. And we're all guilty of that. And it just was not, it was really hard and I wanted to see them so bad. I like wanted to break the rules and just go see the fans all, you know, the whole time. Um, and, uh, but that's why like, you know, 2021 was, was, was getting better where we were, you know, starting to do some stuff and, you know, I did a couple festivals and those were my first shows back since, um, like March of 2020, which was, the most surreal and insane thing in the world. And like, as soon as I stepped back on the stage, it was like, I felt like myself again. It was, it was kind of insane. I was like, wow. You know, cause I, I was like, you know, it's been so long. I'm not going to remember how to do it. I'm not going to feel like myself. And <laughs> as soon as I got on the stage, I was like, oh yeah, I'm like this is, this is what makes me feel the happiest. And it's been yeah. so, so good. So I've been really trying to like take in every moment and being like, you know, oh my God, I get to do this when I didn't get to for so long. And I'm so grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. So and I know you really love performing. You know, you, you once said in an interview that, you know, you feel so rejuvenated when you're on the stage. And when you walk up the stairs and you see the crowd below you and they're giving you so much energy, this gives you so much power. So mm -hmm. how was your first live show after this long break? Oh, well, you know, I did a couple festivals but the festivals, you know, are its own thing. And then I didn't do a headlining, you know, show until I played New Orleans in, I think, January, February, um, mm -hmm. a couple months ago now. And that was my first show, real show, headlining mm -hmm. show, you know, back since two years. And um, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was, I felt so happy we were all we were just all on such a high yeah. and you know I loved I, I also loved my stage design and I, I currently do now it's the same mm -hmm. thing and, and that always always feels really good and you know the crowd was just like so happy to be there and I was so happy to be there and honestly it was just like so amazing I was mm -hmm. so excited for it and I couldn't believe that it was happening. I mean, cause you know, so many things were planned and then canceled and planned and then canceled yeah. for so long that I was like, <laughs> I never thought it would actually happen. And then it, right. it happened and we went on a full, you know, tour all over the U S and that leg is already over. And it's so insane how fast it went and how fun it was. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So when, so when you were told that you were going to be performing again, like in front of a crowd again, was it like kind of comparable to performing in front of a big crowd for the first time? Like when you first started? Ooh, um, that's a good question. I don't know if it was, I mean, you know, I thought it kind of would be, I kind of was like, you know, worried that I would suddenly have stage fright or be nervous or whatever, but it's funny. Like I was, of course I was like kind of nervous, excited adrenaline zone, but I, I don't know. As soon as I got on the stage, I was like, Oh, this is like my home. Like, and, and it's funny. I don't know. I've, I've kind of always on stage felt 
Like I, it doesn't, you know, at my shows when I'm on stage and I'm in front of my crowd, it has never felt like a scary stage fright performance where you're on stage and you don't know the crowd and you're, you, there's so many people looking at you and the lights are all on you. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. Like the, the crowds that I have and the fans, like they feel like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like they, they feel like I've known them forever. And like, it feels like I'm just like hanging out with my friends and jumping around and dancing and singing all in a room together. That's what's really interesting. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't feel like when you're a kid and you do a talent show and you're like, oh my God, it's just me. (laughs) Everybody's watching me. It's like, it feels like, I don't know. It feels, it feels like it's, they're all, it feels like you're in a room with one person. It feels like you're in a room Mm -hmm. with every person in the world. And it also, I don't know, it just, it feels really good and it doesn't feel scary at all. It feels very, very, very comfortable. And I hope that they feel like that too. And I've, I have heard them say that they feel like it's, you know, it's a room full of friends, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. I wouldn't have, you wouldn't have expected, you know, that a big enormous room full of people that to you (laughs) are strangers is, would be super inviting and comforting, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And now that you've played some shows, can you say that, you know, that you really miss touring? Like is touring like still incredibly fulfilling for you? Oh yeah. I love it so much. I really, really love it. And you know, it's really, it's really nice to be able to say that now because I really didn't love it for a couple of years. You know, the first Mm -hmm. few years of my career, I was very young and very depressed and like, didn't even know if I wanted anything that I had. And so I was kind of in this zone of like, I don't want to be here, you know, (laughs) stupid little kid. And, um, I don't know. I, I've, like I made changes and then, you know, we got, we got a kind of less, uh, brutal touring schedule and like we got more people and, you know, we didn't have to do it all ourselves anymore. And, Mm -hmm. and it just became really, really enjoyable. And I also made a lot of rules for myself of like, I don't ever want to be gone, uh, gone longer than like four weeks unless it's like talked about and we decide on it. You know, I always want to come home. My ideal would be like gone for at like the most three weeks and then home for at least a week and then gone for two and then home for three. And like, mm-hmm. I have these rules in place where, you know, I don't want to do I really don't want to be gone for too long because what happens is the thing that you find so much joy in and that you have so much fun in becomes this chore and you don't want that. And the, th- the problem is that no matter what you do and who you are and what you like and what you don't, no matter what you do, if you do something too much, too often, you know, for too long of a period of time, you get tired of it yeah. and you need breaks. It's just how we are. Like we need to have time to miss things to go back you know it's like it's like when you're it's like that whole thing people say about relationships of like you can't miss each other if you're together all the time you gotta you gotta have space and like go do things without each other and then be like ooh, like I want to see you instead of just suffocating each other so that's kind of what tour is like it's kind of like you don't want to suffocate yourself because you love it so much oh my god I'll do this for weeks and weeks and weeks and and then you go like, oh, I have another show to do when I really never want to feel like that. As soon as I feel like, oh, my God, I have another show. I'm like, no, I don't want to feel like that. I, I need to have a couple weeks home to make me go, OK, let's go back, which is which is what I plan for. So mm-hmm. so I, I kind of do that. And that that really, really makes a difference in the joys of touring. 
Yeah, I can I can relate to that, and I can. And it, it says a lot, you know, when you when you see what works and what doesn't, but also when yeah. you when you know yourself enough where you can create boundaries. Totally, yeah. totally, so important. Yeah. So so I guess I can, it's easy to say now that you're happy to be able to socialize again. Yes, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Good. And do you think that, you know, now that you're on tour a bit more and you're seeing more of your fans, you know, do you think that people are appreciating the IRL moments more now? I think so. I think that, you know, it's tough because something that I've noticed a lot, just being a human and looking at how humans are (laughs) is, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter again, like no matter what you do, it's, it's really hard to live in a moment And so we always are kind of like trying really hard to live in the moment or like trying really hard to, um, you know, like we're always like, it's like when you have a, it's like when you have a stuffy nose and all you can think about is, oh my God, I wish I had a not stuffy nose. But when you don't have a stuffy nose, you don't even think about it. You just, it doesn't even cross your mind. And like, you know, when you have one, you're like, oh my God, I took for granted all those moments when I didn't have a stuffy nose. And whenever I don't have a stuffy nose, I'm going to be so grateful and I'm going to think about it all the time. And and then of course your nose is unplugged and then you're fine. You don't ever think about it again. It's kind of how we are. Like, you know, yeah, we, when we, we don't have something, you kind of are like, oh my God, I'm, I took for granted every moment. And then when you have it again, you take it for granted again. And that's mm-hmm. just like, cause we just, that's just how we kind of it's very easy and it's really hard and, and vulnerable to be aware and, and um, grateful for things that you have that you feel like you would never be able to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we all just should remember that clearly you can lose anything at any time and we should be grateful for everything all the time. Um, I would say that people are more, are more excited to be with each other, but again, you get used to stuff really fast. I mean, I remember like in COVID somebody being like, as soon as there's no mask mandate, like, I don't know how I'm going to be so confused. It's going to be so hard to come like, to like be feel normal and no mask. I was like, that's not true. Like we're yeah. like human beings are really easy, really good at adapting. That's part we're of very resilient. Yeah. Very resilient. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So it's good to like be like conscious of like, try like making sure that you are aware of your surroundings and like not taking them for granted though. I think yeah. that's, that's like an important thing. And so you, do you notice this in others? Like, do you find that, you know, for others, do you find people more grateful these days or even more conscious? Like, do you have like a difference? Do you notice a difference in the crowd when you're playing, for example? I don't know if I can say that I do. Um, I mean, it, it just, it feels really good. So I guess like no matter if it is different or not, it, it feels very, very good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that, I think that people are really grateful. And I think that the people that are really grateful are, you know, it's because like a lot of these people bought tickets before COVID, you know, mm-hmm. not just for me, but for, for things, you know, people, people were, were planning on doing stuff and had all these plans for their life and like, summer 2020 it was like you know everybody had these plans and things they were looking forward to and they worked really Mm -hmm. hard to like you know build you know like saved up money to get this or like to go to this and and a lot of people had to cancel those trips or postpone them or just have to you know say goodbye to them all the way like 
fully. And I think what's been really nice is the amount of people that I've seen and they like, they're like, I've been waiting three years for this. Like I, I worked so hard for this. Like I, I went out of my way to do this and then it got canceled and then I, I stuck with it. And, and that's been really nice to see these people that seem so, so grateful to be there because they, you know, have been waiting for so long and, and hopeful that it'll happen. So that's, yeah. I think, the main thing that I've noticed is like, I, yeah. you know, I see signs held up in the crowd that are like, we've been waiting two years for this. Oh, that so good. Yeah, it's really nice to see. I'm so glad that yeah. they get to come and that they didn't have to just, you know, throw away the idea of it. Yeah, you have some very, you know, dedicated, committed fans. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure do. So tell me this, you know, what is your impression about, you know, people filming with their mobile phones during concerts? You know, and these days, do you find that they're filming less or more? You know, what, you know, and or do you find that, you know, people are disengaging or enjoying the present moment of the show? So I'm really curious about this. Yeah, it's a it's a big subject. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of answers because there's there's all sorts of people, you know, there's yeah. all sorts of people that, that like different stuff. I would say, like, I kind of tend to, uh, like, just... Like, like I kind of go on, uh, what would you call it? Like when I'm on stage, I don't really think about the phones because I just think about the people and I just ignore Mm. the phones. But, but if you, uh, there are moments when I'm on stage and I think to myself, let me only look at the phones and like, see how many there are. And I'll look out and it'll freak me the fuck out because (laughs) it's literally thousands of phones just like hovering above people and I I think about I have this like haunting idea of like what if all the people disappeared and it was just the phones and they stayed exactly where they oh, were wow. how cre- how like creepy that would look <laughs> and that kind of haunts me yeah. um and I do make it a, a like a, a moment in the show to be like let's put down our phones for a second you know and actually look at each other because I'm totally fine with people filming and taking videos because I love taking videos of stuff that I want to remember and have a video of. But for me, when I go to a show or go to something where I want to have a moment, I I don't look at my phone the entire time. And then there's one song or one moment or one thing that I'm like, oh, I want to have a video of that or, oh, I want to have a picture of that. And I want to, mm. you know, there's for me, I have specific things. Some people want to film the entire show. Some people want to show everyone that they're there. <laughs> I think it's great. I think people should be allowed to do all of that. But I, I think it, it, I wish that people were, um, also like, like for the most part, people are seriously present, but something that makes me feel sad that happens a lot is that I'll be on stage and I'll, you know, I'm, I interact with like the front row the whole time. Right. So I get all up close to them and you know, whatever. And I like to have moments like looking at them and them looking at me and like singing to them and like having these very, very intimate moments with people. And sometimes I'll go up to someone to have that moment and they'll be filming me. And because I'm coming close to them, they'll be like, (gasps) and they'll pull, they'll, they'll shove the phone in front of their own face so that they can't even see me with their eyes because they want, oh my God, she's coming over. I could get the best video of her getting all close to me and everyone would like it, which I totally get. But then they miss the actual moment because they want to get it on film, which it's a it's really like a conflicting thing because I, I totally understand wanting to get the best video. But then you miss 
the experience and you miss the moment. And that, that really sucks. And I have been in a place where I've missed the moment because I was taking a video and, you know, I was really excited about the video. And then later in life, I was like, oh, I wish that I had like put my phone down and looked at that person, you know? And, and that really makes me feel like weird. And then, you know, there's some times where I'll come up to the, the front row and then somebody will, somebody that I'm coming up to will turn around and take a selfie of them with me in the background. That's like a classic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, where's the experience <laughs> going? Because this is yeah. not an experience. It's about you and me. Yeah, I know. And yeah. and I really, really love to go up and like have a moment and interact. And like, I love to like, you know, point the mic to them and they shout the words or, you know, we both sing it to each other or we, you know, they, they point to a tattoo of theirs and I, you know, smile or whatever. But sometimes, you know, I, I try to have these moments and then people are like shoving the phone into my face instead of having that moment with me. Yeah. And like, you know, I just, I wish that people were less interested in how many likes are going to get if they get the best video and more interested in having an actual experience to, yeah. to remember yeah, connection. Yeah. Yeah. Connection. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'd like to ask you a question about, um, you know, do you think that the impact of, you know, strong Gen Z's can really make a change? Like people being more environmentally conscious, for example, you know, you had a huge impact on Oscar de la Renta because you basically yeah. convinced him to stop selling fur. Like that's yeah. really big. That's really big. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about Gen Z's making this positive change? Um, I mean, I, I spend so much time in my, during my days, uh, you know, starting to wallow in worrying about <laughs> the state of the world. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to just like be, you kind of like, cause you can't do everything. Right. And I, I, I do as much as I feel like I can do, you know, and I'm, I, I, mm-hmm. I really, really, really do as much as I can to, you know, be as, as, I don't know what you'd call it. I don't want to say eco-friendly because that's more than that. It's, it's like, just trying to change the way that the world is moving. There's so many people and young people and, you know, people that are just like really, really fighting for what I believe in as well. And it's funny because when you're, when you feel, you know, when you're trying to, convey something that you really believe in about the world you feel very like alone in that and it it can get like freaky because you're like oh my god is nobody else like with me right now but there's like millions of people that are with you it really warms my heart but we should do as much as we possibly can you know doing our part yeah it's all about doing your part yeah so, um, you know, I know that you, you do a lot, you know, you also even direct some of your own music videos. Mm-hmm. What's it like to work on your own videos and what's your process? It's hard. It's a lot harder than I, um, I guess expected that it would be. Um, but it's been incredibly amazing. Like it's been so satisfying and like, so, um, worth it, I guess, you know, and I, I still like occasionally will use different directors just because I can't do it all. Or it's an idea that I need somebody that's more experienced than me or, you know, better at it than me. Um, 
which I think is good to, to, to be open to, you know, cause I don't, you know, some people are like, well, I just want to do everything cause I'm the best, but I don't at all think I'm the best. The only reason I direct my own stuff is because I have, you know, it's, if I have a really solid idea and I feel that I can do it myself and I can get it across. And, and, um, you know, another thing is that like other uh, working with other people, they're obviously creatives and you want them to have a say in the creative or at least, you know, make it their own. And sometimes you don't want to make your thing someone else's, you know, and that's kind of where I go. I'm, I'm like, I have exactly what I know I want and I know exactly how I want it to be. And I know, you know, I know, I know what I want. Right. And that's when I go, okay, well, I'm going to just do it myself because if, you know, I hire somebody else, it's going to just, I could just do it myself. Why would I, you know, I don't know. It's like, sometimes it just doesn't even make sense. And it's been, and and not only that, I mean, I, you know, growing up always wanted to be a director. Like I, I used to make little movies when I was a kid and I would, I was obsessed with it. I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. And visuals have always been the most important thing creatively for me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't have one thing without having visuals being the other part of it. And, uh, so that that's always been a lifelong dream of mine. And I guess like at the beginning of my career, I didn't really know that I could do it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I would find myself really frustrated because I would know exactly what I would want. And then I would have these people trying to change it all because they're hired for this and they're going to do it their way. And I'd be like, wait, but I have an idea though. And like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're 14 and you have no experience, people are going to be like, um, we're not going to trust you. But my team trusted me and eventually I kind of proved myself to like actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) And uh, that's when I I started directing and it's been so amazing and I would love to direct other people's videos and and direct something bigger eventually, but it's a lot of work and I need help. Like I I can't, you know, I'm not out there doing every single thing alone. I got a a big crew Mm -hmm. and they're very helpful and I'm still learning and I'm, you know, it's really, for me, I, I don't know any of the technical terms. Like I really just know exactly what the eye needs mm-hmm. and all the technical stuff. I get help from the team. Yeah. And you really learn as you go. You know, at one point you'll become a total pro at all of it. Right. That's yeah. the hope. For sure. <laughs> and so you said you wanted to re- direct um, other people's music videos. Would you have like anyone in mind that you would love to direct a video for? I don't know yet. I I don't know. I think like I... Anytime I have an idea of like something I would like to do, I kind of like to keep it to myself just because yeah. if it doesn't happen, then it's embarrassing. <laughs> that's like, that's like what I kind of live my life by. But we'll do I have a quiet a, a manifestation. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I kind of am just up, like up for whatever happens. Like I kind of am just yeah. like, we'll see how it all goes, you know? So do you have like a favorite director or a favorite movie maker who inspires you? Well, that's the funny thing that I don't actually know anybody by name, but I have like a giant list of, you know, the movies that changed my life all because of the cinematography or, you know, the music videos that changed my idea of what music videos could be, you know, and I, I, I then show them to everyone and I'm like, who did this? Who did this? Cause of course I act like I can't just go look it up, but, um, you know, I've, I've been able to meet with and work with all these people that, you know, created things that for me were part of like making me who I am when I was younger. And that's really amazing. Like getting to work Mm -hmm. with directors that 
I looked up to as a kid and um, like changed the way I thought about like visuals, you know? So mm-hmm. I am, I am really in awe of directors and really in awe of cinematography. I, I really, really love cinematography and photography. And when I was a kid, I thought I would be a photographer. Like that's what I thought I would be, what, what I would do when I was older. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was always really interested in cameras and like always took like stole everybody's cameras to like just go and take pictures somewhere and I love it you know, make my <laughs> friends pose and like I would set up like my bed sheets and like hang them up in the backyard so that they looked like a white backdrop and I would set up the camera and put it on a timer and like <laughs> do all these little stupid photo shoots that I loved doing that's so much fun so on June 1st, you and your brother Phineas are performing at the Telecom Forum in Bonn. It's a rather intimate setting and a very special acoustic show. You were saying you really love visuals. Like, how important is stage design to you for your shows? And, like, how much influence do you have on it? Oh, my God. Stage design is super important. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really, really changes the way that you move on stage and it changes the way that the audience feels and feels comfortable and feels kind of distant. I think a stage, a, a stage design can really change um, the kind of comfort level in the room. Um, and it's for me, I have all these criteria for like what it needs to be. And I, I want it to be like scary and intimidating, but very inviting and comfortable and not, um, you know, chaotic but, but big, but also simple, but also, you know, all these things and, and touring for as long as I have been, like all you do, every single tour, all you do is learn more about what you need the next time and what you want to do the next time. And, oh, we should change this. And then, you know, next time we should make sure that it's like this because it feels better this way or whatever. And stage design is a, is a really big part of it. And my first few tours, you know, I was playing smaller venues, but they were so much fun. And all of those, I like came up, with those stage designs basically myself I had this idea to like make my stage look like a giant spider or something oh, wow uh-huh. I don't know I don't know I think that was like a, a mix of my ideas with a bunch of these really talented creatives ideas because um, I had this idea to make the stage setup like I wanted to do like a like a jungle gym on the stage where mm-hmm. like you could climb up on stuff and like swing on stuff and that's kind of not really was possible at the time and so we kind of compromised in this in this world of like I really was into spiders and I wanted something to do with spiders and we made this big spider that I could kind of go on and like climb on and it lit up and it was really cool and um yeah so it's been it's been a really 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 collaborative thing for me since the beginning and I've always been really really involved and had a big say and um I work with a really good team called Moment Factory now and they are they are really really good and they are really good at making sure that I'm happy and um listening to me and uh they're they're really really amazing. They come up with such cool stuff. So, yeah, it's really important. Amazing. I'm really excited to see what else you do in the future. So, I really appreciate our conversation today. It's been a pleasure. I've loved it. Um I wish you all the best. And thank you. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. So thank you for listening. I really enjoyed speaking to Billy today. I hope you did as well. 
If you like, there are many other Electronic Beats podcasts that you can find on all of the usual podcast platforms. We'd be really happy for you to check them out and subscribe or leave us some feedback on our social media channels. 